Hey, welcome to My Favorite River with River Company Outfitters. I'm your host, Dylan Pinnock. Joining me here is Crawford Loper. Hey, friends. So me and Crawford have started a podcast that's about the rivers, what activities you can do on them, whitewater raft, paddle, fish, kayak. Um, this is our first episode. We just wanted to introduce you all to us and tell you a little bit about us and go over our rafting, whitewater kayaking history. So Crawford, man, how's it going out there? Any uh, snow to report in Colorado? Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it was like negative, all sorts of stuff this past weekend. So I think it was like negative five, all sorts of stuff. I think it was just so cold that the humidity in the air was just freezing and snowing on us, but it wasn't anything crazy. Um, I know in the mountains, it was like in the teens. So I don't think they got really a ton of snow, but it was warmer than Denver. Awesome. Well, we're all praying for snow in Colorado. So yeah, we need it. But like I was saying, we just want to tell you guys a little about us and introduce you to our rafts our river story. Um, Crawford, how long have you been rafting, kayaking? How long have you been in uh, the river industry? So whitewater, I was, I started as a kayaker. Um, I was probably a kayaker for about three or four years and then I got into guiding. And so I was a guide at NOC on the Okoe for about five years on and off and then I was a guy down in Columbus as well for a season before I headed west nice that's um that's pretty awesome the Okoe is one of our favorite rivers definitely it's a it's a local favorite in the southeast it's a lot of fun what about you how long have you been uh, in the whitewater world um so I grew up in a river family I would say. Um, my sister's shout out is right now. Uh, her name is Okoe. So uh, my dad's been doing it since like the late 70s. And so I've been doing it since I was born. Um, my first trip was on the Hawassi. Um, and then, but now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in just north of Atlanta. So I hit up the rivers in Tennessee and North Carolina frequently. So 30 years, if you're counting all of my years. <laughs> so you started young. Yeah, I didn't, I had no affiliation to Whitewater. I had a friend of mine got a kayak from Nanahala, the NOC center up in Nanahala and came back and we learned how to roll. And then it just got me obsessed from there. And then uh, went to guide school instead of continuing with my college future and um, was able to uh, find a beautiful home at the Okoe and uh, got to do that for a really long time. So I'm happy that I found my way into it, but I would have loved to have been born into it and had all those years to be able to just progress and have that much fun on the river. Yeah, it's definitely a, a cool childhood um, to grow up in and just get to know that that's what you're doing on the weekends. But um, 
So you said your friend got you a kayak. Was that your first trip uh, in down on Whitewater River? Uh, was when, I was a, when I was a youth, uh, my parents took my sister and I up to the nanny, which I didn't know was the nanny at the time, but I just remember we were going up to go do adventurous things. I didn't really, wasn't paying attention at all. I just remember it was a long drive from Atlanta. And um, we got up there and we got to the the NOC center or whatever the heck it's called. And, um, and just everything was going on. They had all sorts of stuff and there were rafts. And I was like, Oh, that looks super cool. I'd love to go raft. And then next thing you know, we're getting on a bus to actually go raft. And that was like the plan all along. And I was really excited until we actually got in the boat. The water was horribly cold. And then the whole time we weren't big enough to actually like see over the the side so we were just kind of sitting down there just getting splashed with water i'd look over the edge i'd see just the clear clear water the rocks going underneath and everything and i remember it was horrible because it was so cold but it was just amazing because there were you could see the trout and everything underwater and it was just it was a really mixed emotion experience and then i didn't do anything with white water until i was probably like 20 or something like that and then I started, I learned to roll. It was like, wait, people go off waterfalls and kayaks and stuff. And so then I just started pushing it from there, having some fun. That's, that's really funny that you, you remember how cold the Nahala was. My little brother is, um, should say younger brother. Um, when he, when he was like, I don't know, 10, 10 ish, um, they like, rented uh inflatable kayaks um and went down he like turned so purple in like the middle of the summer too that i thought that he was never my the way my parents tell the story is that it sounded like he was never gonna get on another river ever again just because of how cold the halo was um it definitely surprises you it's one of those you're not really it calls for the socos or at least have some wool socks on at some point while you're guiding. So, but yeah. And, uh, you said, was your, you said your first trip was the Hawassi. Yeah. So my mom sent me a picture actually like a week ago, she was going through like stacks of photos and videos and stuff. Um, and she found a VHS and paused it and took a picture of the TV screen. Um, and I'm like a baby drinking a bottle uh, in my dad's raft on the Hawassi. And then that's like one of my like earliest memories too, is being on the Hawassi. We rented a two person, a three person raft. Um, it was air. I can remember what color it was. It's the same color as a uh, Rocky mountains waterfall. Now uh, me and me and my cousin and my dad were paddling and it started raining and then it started hailing and I was like, I had to have been like seven ish, seven, eight. And we got to the point of like the Hawassi where the road is like gone. And so like, it's just paddle forward. And so that's like my earliest like memory of being on a river is just being like nonstop paddling. There was no like drifting and like hanging out. It was just like, we have to get off this river. Um, and the Hawassi's not very, like, it's not a swift moving river. So it was like a lot of paddling. Um, it was probably, you know, the water was pretty high, but um, yeah, I just remember paddling. 
nonstop um, all the way to the Hwasi. Um, so it's a special place in my heart. I jumped off the, the bridge last summer, uh, and every time I do it, it feels like it's a lot taller once you get up there. Every single time, like I'm like, oh, this is no big deal. We'll climb up here, we'll walk over, and then like as you're walking over and you just see like the gaps in the wood, um, it's like, this is way too high. Um, maybe that's the oldness in me. Um, but uh, what what would you consider your home river or uh, river that you've run the most in your life? So those would be technically two different ones. So I've run the Okoe probably the most in my life just because I was a guide there and just did it commercially. So we just did it two to three trips. I take that back. One to two trips a day um, if we could. Um, but the, I'd say my home river is probably Vickery Creek uh, in Roswell just because was raised down the street. And so whenever I actually learned how to roll, that was the place we'd go. Even if it was just like 50 CFS, there's at least one little kind of pocket of water that you can kind of go and slurp your way down and do kind of silly stuff. So um, that's definitely the the home river. And cause you can hit it at every different flow. I mean, it goes all the way up to two grand plus. I mean, there's, and the, it's just, it's a great little section. You can just run, pull out, walk right back up to the top and run it again. So that's definitely the, uh, I would have just, I have, I've run the Okoe a bunch and I've probably run Vickery Creek just like a handful less times probably uh, just because it's so easy to get there and it's so easy to run whenever it rains. I am super impressed that American Whitewater has an update on the Vickery Creek flow. And the last like two years I've been monitoring it because I have a fat cat which needs a little bit more water than a kayak. But um, I, I'm extremely impressed that this river, uh, this creek down in Roswell, Georgia, uh, has a very, from what I can tell, accurate flow rate on American whitewater. Uh, I've been trying to like gauge, it seems like, you know, 1200 probably would be a pretty good day for a fat cat. Uh, but like anything above that is, uh, would probably be pretty interesting with some of the, uh, features that the Vickery Creek has, uh, such yeah, as there's, there's strainers sometimes and there's pipes going across the stream. So you gotta get skinny with those, but, uh, but it's, it's definitely, it's, it's rowdy when it gets a little bit bigger, but a lot of the stuff just kind of, it's just like a big shoal, a bunch of like little weird little holes and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's it's one of those when it rains you need to get there quick because it'll it'll funnel everything in there and then it'll dump it all down into the Chattahoochee and then you know you won't really have much left so if you hit it when it's good it's there's parking and there's just so much fun so would highly recommend now Dylan what would you consider as your home river what river have you uh run the most uh it's probably no shocking news that the Okoe River is the one that I've run the most. I was fortunate enough to have like a boat that was readily available. So I never actually got into like the guide guiding industry. I uh, 
basically when I got old enough was like, hey, dad, can I take the raft and take my friends down uh, the Okoe? Um, so I would love to actually see the numbers on like the Okoe versus the Hawassi. But um, the Okoe, I started when I was seven. And uh, we, uh, you know, cam strapped so, uh, one of the tubes and I just held on in the middle and just sat there. Um, I don't, I, I think I was probably like 10 by the time I got a paddle in my hand. But like, so the first three years, I just sat there and rode in between the paddlers. Um, but that's definitely my home river. It's, you know, an hour 30, 45 from my house. Um, but it's, you know, it's the closest thing that I have. And I would go there every weekend if I could and just do that every Saturday and Sunday. I'm with you on that. So that's exactly how we used to spend our weekends. So it's just go up there, run the rivers all day find a place to camp in the car, like go sleep at guide housing or whatever, and then wake up and just do it all again. So I definitely miss those days. I'm hoping I can find some really cool, similar rivers out here in Colorado, but the Okoe is definitely just endless enjoyment. And it's in such a good spot. You can go do a home, so many other rivers, like the Hiawassee's just down the street and Teleco and everything like that. Now, um, would you consider the Okoe your favorite river? Or do you actually have a, another river that you would consider your favorite? Oh, man. So I'm pretty river young, I would say, as far as like the list of rivers I want to go on is way longer than the list of rivers I've been on. <laughs> and um, I just went on the Gauley for the first time this past Gauley season and I, you know, if I get five or 10 more runs on that, it, it may, may replace the Okoe, but um, it's a tough one because, I mean, it's not even just the, it's the, the like the middle section, just walking down uh, the ramp at the middle section, just like getting pumped up to start on the river right and go left at Grumpy's and, uh, um, I don't know, just another trip on the Okoe is uh, that valley is just a special place. So yeah. final answer is the Okoe, uh, but that's the final answer for this podcast. I hopefully, you know, have a few more rivers that I'm going to get to venture out soon. Uh, yeah, we'll have some reports and stuff here soon. Maybe we'll hear if, uh, if you found a new favorite or a, at least a top contender for a future favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited to hear some of our trip reports and, and then tell you guys some of mine um, as this uh, boating season starts to kick off is, uh, is Vickery Creek uh, your favorite river? I'd probably say my favorite river is uh, Tallulah, Tallulah Gorge, Tallulah River, whatever. Um, so I've never rafted and I only kayaked it, but that's definitely one of the coolest rivers I've been able to do that I would just do over and over and over. And I can't wait until we actually get a raft and we go back to the Southeast. So I can't run in a raft, but 
Uh, Tallulah is by far one of my favorite rivers from the stairs, as horrible as the stairs are. It's like you just get so amped up, freaked out, like, okay, I'm gonna go back up. And you look back and you just have like 30 more boaters just on their way down. I'm like, okay, I can't just walk by them. I'm not gonna be that guy. And just from the booth going in, Oceana, I mean, one of my favorite was Tom, I think it was Tom's Rainbuster, or I can't remember exactly. Um, but I just remember being in there in amphitheater. Like, it's just such an experience being down there. Like you're, you kind of, only so few people are able to be down there at that time. And it's like, you know, you've got to have that skill, that, that ability, that passion to want to like be there at that point. So it's, it's a cool time with a lot of cool people. So that's by far. And it's sad that it's just a certain release. You know, you only have so many releases a year, but it is definitely one of my favorite rivers by far that I've been able to paddle. But I am, like you said, very river young. So I haven't really done a whole bunch of rivers. I'm very limited on my uh, paddling. That, that's probably, that's, that's a great answer though. Um, that's one of the ones that's on my list of ones that I haven't run, but I will run. Um, it's like you said, it's, I believe it's only four weekends a year, two in the spring and two in the fall. Um, so it is, like you said, it's, it's not a, um, it's not like something that you can just be like, it's not like the Okoe where it's like every weekend from March through October. Uh, if you have an extra 50 bucks, you can pay somebody to guide you down. Um, it is a, uh, is a you know it's a big deal and you, there's certain uh requirements like i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure like the boat length is like 11 feet or something like that 12 feet so anything bigger than that you can't um yeah, go down yeah. and i've just hiked all around it and it's probably nothing compared to like actually running it like just you can walk down to the stairs on like a normal day and I'm sure people are like, what is this like platform here for? Like, does the water get this high that you can just like, like, is it a swimming hole or like, cause it is when the water's not on, it's probably, you know, it's like a 10 foot drop. Uh, it's a jump. It's definitely yeah. there. Yeah. So that's what, and I just definitely wanted to kind of like give a little insight on that river as well in the Tallulah it just as far as like running it it's a really fun river it's super creaky I would say my one tip is if you're concerned in running Oceana obviously Oceana is kind of like the go-to like rapid that's why you want to do it get that speed get that skirt and like hopefully you make it out um, if you're if you're unsure about it there's a portage on the right you can go down it's a little sketchy but you should portage on the right, take a look at it. And then you can always come back after you do the lake paddle, come back up. You always have another chance. That's the glory of Tallulah too, is it's so short. You're able to get two, three laps in a day. <laughs> if you can get somebody that has a boat in the Tugaloo Lake, then you can get a lot more laps. Um, but definitely I would say my one little tip for that is if you are kind of newer to the river, it's, you can definitely give it a scout. And if you're confident and you're a good boater, then go for it and do your thing. Obviously I'm not recommending you do anything you do what you're comfortable with, but uh, uh, there's a portage on river right side. That's it's takes a little teamwork, but it's definitely a 
good option to make you appreciate it the next time you come there and be like, okay, do I want to port it or do I want to just run this thing? So, um, so that's my thing. Did you have any kind of, um, kind of any like tips, tricks, hints or something as far as it comes to like Okoe going and boating at the Okoe? So another cool, like really cool thing really about the Okoe is, um, I think it's probably like one of the easiest rivers in America to access, you know? Um, so if it's your first time there, you you're on 64 and whether you're coming from like Chattanooga, uh, you drive past the, the private boat takeout and then you drive past the outfitter takeout and then you'll see like a, the big giant dam waterfall. And, uh, that's the put in for the middle. Uh, and then if you proceed up past, you'll see the Olympic Center on the right, uh, a little bit down the ways. And then up past that, when you're almost to the top of that hill, you'll see like a big sign that says uh, Okoe upper section put in, and it's just right there on the right. Um, so I think that's like, I've been asked that before in the parking lot, like where's the takeout or, you know, how do you run a shuttle uh, during non-COVID times? It's the easiest place to hitchhike to. Um, so running a shuttle, you know, right now everybody should drive two cars and or wear a mask or whatever. But uh, you know, two two summers ago, you literally could just take your car to the private boater thing, stick your thumb out. Um, I've had some really interesting conversations on those hitchhikes, um, like from the owner of High Country picking me up in his old, like old like I think it's like an FJ Cruiser, um, to just like locals. Locals will just pick you up driving through there because they know that like you're boating, um, and that's just, just understood. Like I mean, it's just kind of a thing, like you. And it's just so easy. There's so many ways to just pick them up. And so many people have trucks in the Southeast. So it's just like, yo, hop in. So I can't tell you how many times I've been picked up. And to all those people, thank you for picking up boaters. It's definitely appreciated. You make our lives so much easier and you make us happy. So thank you. Yeah, I always try to keep my, um, I have a forerunner. So it's not as easy as hopping in the trunk of a, the bed of a truck. But I, um, if I'm like driving through, even like when we, I've gone like I've camped and then like the next morning we decided to do the Nantahala. Um, I made sure that like my passenger seats and stuff were like cleaned out. So that way, if there was a hitchhiker to um, do that. But, yeah. And then as, as far as river running goes, to be honest, if it's like one of your first times and uh, we always, you know, recommend that you, boat with somebody else because boating numbers are in safety are, are better but like if you, you know you have an r2 buddy and you can't find anybody else to go with odds are you can probably just weigh the put in just it's just a few minutes and you'll get six outfitter rafts and you can just follow their lines um um some days the line seems like it goes on forever but uh this past summer, it seemed like they were pretty spaced out. And uh, so you can just, um, and then that's a word of advice on the Okoe is, is 
be respectful of the outfitters. They're paying for your uh, your water. I know it's everyone's river and stuff like that, but but it's it's completely free um, because their their uh, customers are paying for it. So um, be respectful of their spacing and stuff like that. But yeah, it's super easy to get to. It's you know pretty clean uh, class three. There may be a class four in there, but it's pretty, it's pretty, you know, it's challenging enough, but it's still fun. Just fun. Yeah. Well, that's, so I want to jump back real quick. So Tallulah, one more tip for Tallulah logistics wise. There's so many cops there for the release. There are always cops there waiting for people to speed. And if you have a boat on the top of your car, you can guarantee that they're going to try and do everything they can to get you pulled over. So please, whenever you're going to like Tallulah Fest or going to any of the releases and stuff like that, drive slow, drive the speed limit. There's speed traps everywhere. Um, the parking lot's like right in the middle of just a gigantic speed trap because they have nothing better to do. So please drive safe, be aware, and have fun in the river. And um, Tallulah release dates for 2021 are April 3rd, 4th, 10th, and 11th. And it runs 500 TFS on Saturdays and 700 on Sunday. So just in case that's something that floats your boat, um, that is the weekends. And I guess since they announced it, they're planning on going for it because they canceled both releases fall and spring um, because of COVID. Uh, and so I don't know what their rules are going to be this year, but it sounds like since they actually – released release dates instead of just saying that they were canceled um it looks like it may happen so hopefully it does if you do if you do run it send us videos we'd love to see them yeah right dylan at rivercompanyoutfitters.com um well so kind of thinking about all the kind of stories and stuff like that from zoila do you have any kind of like your favorite river stories any stories that stick out whenever you're kind of by the campfire with a beer people ask you like you know tell me your tales what are what's kind of your go-to stories that you always um you always think of so i have two that uh are my go-to river stories and uh shocking they're both they're both on the okoe um the one happened when I was 15, 16. Um, I was in the boat with my family friends and my dad. And there was everybody else in the boat was like 40, 45 or older, probably. Um, and uh, we were going down Broken Nose. And we hit the first wave. And turned completely sideways straight into the second wave. It uh, dumped, dumped everybody, um, dumped everybody. I got up on a rock real fast and the raft kind of got stuck in some rocks, but I jumped back in. Uh, I made the cardinal mistake of dropping my paddle. And so now I was just kind of floating down the Okoe with, um, with no... <laughs> yeah yeah i was just like um i was looking for a paddle i was looking for any of those uh people to help back in the boat the only one that was close enough close to me was uh my dad 
who was yelling at me and I was like, what, what are you saying? He was like, Dylan, hold on. And I was like, hold on. Dad, you need to get back in the boat. And uh, when, um, <laughs> and so finally what happened was I like grabbed a tree branch. He finally swung over the boat. Uh, we found one of our paddles, grabbed it, and then went and picked up the rest of these people. They were all like bruised and sore. And what rabbit was this? There was broken nose. So, like, it's not a fun swim because, like, they all, I don't, sometimes on broken nose, you know, there's kind of an eddy on the right. And, like, you assume that, like, most people would go there. Well, somehow they all ended up, like, going left, like, the way the river flows. Like, and it's just, like, shallow rocks. And they were just, like, bump, 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 bump. Um, so that's, you know, one of my, <laughs> I, I just remember thinking I was so cool because I jumped back in the raft uh, and then realizing, like, I didn't have a paddle. And I was just, like. I'm literally like, this is just a giant inner, inner tube right now. Um, and I'm just along for the ride. And then um, the second one I have is on, uh, was on table saw. And, you know, table saw, you run it at the end, you kind of want to go like a little left. Um, Cause on the right, there's just like this little, there's this little rock that sticks up and you're like, it's a little rock, dude. And you're going fast out of table saw. And if you hit that rock, it's just like a break. And it's just like just tall enough that the boat went up on it. And I was like not locked in or anything. I was just like, ooh, we hit that like great. Uh, and then uh, it was like a, a raft of like six of my friends. It was like they were all over like. 190 pounds so it was like the heaviest boat i've ever taken i was just like pumped we hit it good um and i just flipped out the back when like the whole boat went up on the rock i just like rolled out the back and i was just like i can't believe that this is happening uh went over to the eddy left uh and it's pretty calm i was yelling stuff at my friends but they were already like going with the flow down the river kind of spinning around in circles and uh, this guy goes, hey, hop in, um, one of the outfitters. And uh, I get in the boat and he tells one of the girls, um, he said, scoot over, uh, he can paddle. Um, and, I, and I look around and it's six girls and, or six women. And one of them has like a veil thing taped to her helmet. And it's like, uh, and it's like a, a bachelorette party. Um, and the girl was like, oh my gosh, whose boat were you in? And I was like, that one, that purple one that's floating away. And she, and she was like, well, who was telling you guys what to do? And I was like, well, I was. And she was like, well, who else is in the boat? And I was like, uh, well, they like, they used to be, they used to be my friends. Uh, I, I don't know if they are anymore after going through diamond splitter, but, um, uh, so like the the guy like we go run diamond splitter and uh my friends are just like around the corner um uh, stuck on a rock and uh i found out that they were like yeah somebody one person like took charge and we hit diamond splitter like perfectly like it was like 
we all like calm down to hit the rapid. And then after we got through the rapid, everyone wanted to say their commands and we just went around in circles until we hit this rock. And we figured we probably should just stay on the rock until you get back to the boat. Um, so it was, uh, it was pretty funny. It's, it's kind of funny how, you know, you fall out of the boat sometimes at like the most careless spots. Like we'd already finished table saw it was over with, and we just happened to bump into um, the rock on river, right. And I was just, was not paying attention and just flew right off the back. Well, have you heard about that, that rock, what I'm assuming it is that you hit, you know, it's a pothole, right? No, it's not. Is it really? Yeah. So from everything I learned in guide school and people are going to beat the crap out of me for not remembering like the name, there's a name. Is it, is it called guide rock? I've heard it's called guide rock. Uh, I, it's something where it's like, there's a hole in it. It's a pothole, like geologic formation, but it's like, you have to go down and if you're in it, these are the tales I've heard. If you're in there, you have to get rid of the life jackets. You can actually go down to get out of the thing and people will go in it to like do their weird, crazy things. But um, that has, that was kind of told to us as a danger when we were guiding, like stay away from that. Don't do it. You know, <laughs> stay further left. So well, I don't hit, know if that. I've hit it twice yeah. and both times I was the guy and I fell out of the back of the boat. So just be careful. <laughs> um, but it's, it's cool to check out at low water. It's just, it's, uh, it's good to, to kind of know, but um, I actually, I actually have a story from Okoe that's similar, kind of like an e-break rock that messed us up. So was guiding for an OC. We were putting in on the middle, going through grumpies, made it through. I took the sneak route. I was Mr. Fancy Boy that I love to jump on everything, guide pop, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I would try and do it at grumpies and I would do it at hellhole every single time, just try and get bigger and bigger. Um, but I was trying to do it at grumpies and be Mr. Awesome and get cool pictures. And I did it and kind of lost my grip and kind of oh, skirted around in the back guide compartment, but kind of got my got my bearings and got a paddle on the water. But then it was too late. We were already kind of sideways and we hit like an e-brake rock, just one of the sneaky little ones you don't see right there because you're just like, oh, we made it through grumpies. Um, and so we hit it. Everyone whips out of the boat uh, or half, you know, the whole right side whips out of the boat. I'm getting everybody in and I've got this one lady that I'm starting to pull her in and she's just looking around like like Satan is around the corner. Like she is looking like she's about to die. Like, like she is, her eyes are wide open. She's looked like she just won't focus on one thing. She's just like saying, Oh my God. Oh, Oh, Oh my God. Like where'd it go? Like what's, and I was like, Oh my God, what's going on? So I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I just knocked the crazy into her. I'm trying to yank her back into the boat. I finally get her back into the boat. I'm like, am I going to have to administer? Do I have to call the TL? Like, what do I do? Hit him with an heavy pen. Um, but sure enough, um, she just all of a sudden blinks, you know, whole bunch, 20 times rapidly. And then she's like, oh, there they are. And I was like, oh my God, wait, were you just looking for your contacts the whole time? And I guess apparently when she had whipped out, her contacts got flushed into wherever and she wasn't any kind of helpful and trying to get back into the boat. And I thought she was, I, I thought I had messed her up. I was like, oh my goodness, this is the end of me. Um, but that was always, that was an interesting story for me and then um i'd have to say like the one story that always sticks with me because i still have 
bills I pay from the story. Um, I was guiding down in Columbus and we were going through cut bait and and cut bait, you know, the size fluctuates all the time. It's big, it's small, but even though it's like, you know, it's just constantly moving, it's alive. And we were going through and I guess our boat didn't have a, we could have taken a few more pumps of air, I guess, cause it maybe wasn't like as tight as it could be. Um, but I was taking down a, a group six of like the Cottonmouth, uh, Columbus Cottonmouth, which I think is like the uh, hockey team there in Columbus and uh, was taking them down. So they were big old guys. They had like just big upper bodies. So they were a great team to like paddle with. And we were going through and um, I remember coming into cut bait and we had all the speed and I was like, there's no way we're not getting through this thing. Like we've got so much just girth getting through this. And um, sure enough, we hit cut bait, the raft tacos. I'm in the back right. I end up going all the way up and pretty much kissing the back left shoulder of the guy in the front right um, with the side of my face. I hit it rather hard. Uh, the boat, me hitting that guy ended up punching us through the waves. So then we got through, everything was okay. The guy was freaking out. His arm was, he, he was in quite a bit of pain, I guess, uh, in the long run, he had dislocated his shoulder. Um, but I saw blood and I thought that I had bit him. I was like, oh my God, like there's, I, I have just like taken a chunk out of this man and I've dislocated his shoulder with my face. Uh, but sure enough, we washed everything off and I did the whole teeth check. Like once you take a big hit, in whatever kind of sports you do, you do the tooth check with your tongue, make sure you got everything. And I felt that my molar was uh, quite shattered at that point. Um, and so the blood was coming from my mouth. I ended up having to get out of the boat, make sure, you know, I wasn't around that. We, and Columbus being right there, we just floated to the takeout. Um, but yeah, I ended up having to get two root canals. Two of my molars were, were busted after that. But it's one of those that it's like, hey, it was worth it. It was a sweet, <laughs> it was a sweet trip we got through the we got through cut bait but um but yeah it's definitely I have many 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 memories but you know there's uh there's a few that stick with you yeah and cut bait's a uh it's pretty amazing rapid to just it has like the perfect place to watch it on that little island yeah. just sit there and watch um that guy just, is a little spot it's like a great it's just a play park like if you're close and you've got a boat like whether it's a raft a kayak play boat creek boat i mean any kind of river level there's always kind of something that you can do and hang out and do stuff yeah it is it's it's pretty awesome um little place that i'm excited to go uh try out i haven't tried out the fat cat there i've just run my bigger raft um which we hit our one run through cut bait was perfect um just throwing that out there uh it's probably air, right yeah i was in the air it was, it was probably pretty lucky that we ran it perfectly but i feel like those airs if you get the right line of right through the thing we were in like the nrs chunkers and so it's like they had that broad edge and if like cut bait just built up enough you just get like yeah full oh. and a half call it a day um but yeah, river stories are great to, you know, tell around the campfire. The uh, table saw, I was going to add this, uh, is table saw used to be able to hang out and chill there and watch rapids uh, or watch the boats go by. And that's like when I was like a kid, you know, 
Saturday was the Okoe, Sunday was the Wasi, and uh, we used to take turns like being babysat from whoever wasn't doing the run, and that used to be the place to go was table saw, and I believe the same flower that's on double suck. Ruth's uh, golden ester. Yeah, if it's not that one, it's another one that they basically just like closed it down. They were like, no one's allowed to go hang out in those rocks. But they used to have like parking for it too. Like you used to be able to just like park and walk down to table saw and um, and hang out there. Um, so any any there's not a whole lot of rivers where you know you can get a great view of uh, of rapids, but like you know. The Okoe is one of them, and Columbus has that river walk where you can you can't really see cut bait that well, but you can see the other one, wave, wave shaper, wave shaper, which is gets pretty gnarly at like big water too. Yeah, there's like that's the thing. It's like it's fun. Like they can actually like adjust it and do all sorts of stuff. Like it's crazy to see some of the stuff that like some of these people like Hunter Cadditch and like so a bunch of the, the guides that are out there like they'll they'll go ham out there but they definitely they put some money into it and it's it's worth it i mean there's ton if you have a boat and you're down there it's it's a lot of fun the chattahoochee may be a little <laughs> but it's a lot of fun yeah they um the the carnage videos those guides have sent me are just one flip after another but um um yeah. So, well, guys, that 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 was our uh, that's our river story. Or you know, it's still still being written for both of us. But um, that's kind of how me and Crawford got here. Um, he mentioned Vickery Creek. We grew up together, and uh, um, we had the pleasure of uh, going down a in an inflatable kayak or I went down inflatable kayak and Crawford went down a kayak in the uh the Okoe and that's a pretty fun story that maybe we'll get to one day but um we're uh we're pretty excited about this podcast we're you know excited to share what the river has meant to us to talk to other people learn what the river means to them uh teach you guys a few tricks uh, for each river, uh, give you some trip reports and just, you know, kind of spread the word and, and try to see if open some more avenues for all of y'all. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited for all the, all the stuff we're going to get into. And, you know, right now we're really kind of dialed in on a bunch of rafting and stuff, but we are going to open up into some you know, no matter what you do, whether you're a kayaker, or a canoer, or you're in a creature craft or a stand-up paddleboard, we accept you. We accept all kinds here. So uh, we're definitely going to, we're excited about releasing a lot of these upcoming podcasts and um, giving you as much information as you can possibly consume on white water through your ear holes. I'll always call them inflatable kayaks though. Uh, duckies is a four-letter word at my 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 dad's house he wants them to have the respect that they deserve <laughs> the respect that they deserve well, yeah thanks uh for having me on i'm excited for what the uh year has to hold yeah awesome well 
thank you thank you everyone for listening um hopefully you check us out for our next episode and check us out on instagram at river company outfitters rivercompanyoutfitters.com uh what are we supposed to say like share follow uh, retweet subscribe then unsubscribe then resubscribe tick tiktok re tiktok and then loop tiktok yeah check us out on tiktok those are funny um but we really appreciate it until next time paddle on tip your guide please tip your guide <laughs> please thank you <laughs>